room 313. Sheila and Justin trudged up the hotel steps, dragging their luggage bags with them. The drive to the resort was a good two hours from the airport, and both of them were exhausted. Sheila sat on one of the lobby couches and fanned herself vigorously with a pamphlet she had found on the table. Justin went up to the front desk staff and inquired about their reservations. The registration process was brief, and both of them soon made their way to the allocated suite on the third floor at the end of a long corridor. Hmm, number 313-313-313. Ah, yep, 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 this is us, this is us. He smiled cheekily at Sheila as he slid his key card into the reader on the door. It clicked open smoothly and they stepped in. Sheila looked around uneasily at their suite. This was supposed to be their honeymoon, and she could not help feeling a little bit disappointed by the ominous vibe the room was giving. Although the room was larger than she had expected, the grey walls and the bare floorboards gave it an air of dread. The canopied bed, although elegant, did not do much justice to the overall feel of the place. Justin pulled the curtain in hopes of brightening the room, but the dense trees outside the balcony offered only a feeble amount of sunlight to peek through. The glass doors to the balcony were nailed shut, and the trees cast a foreboding shadow on the floor littered with dead leaves. Sheila glanced at the hotel pamphlet in her hand and compared the beautiful photos of the rooms to the one she was in right now. She had a lot of things to say, but looking at Justin all excited as he checked out the bathtub and testing the waters on the pipes made her purse her lips. Justin certainly did not seem to mind the stray cobwebs at the corner of the room or the thin layer of dust on top of the television. As they settled down, Sheila busied herself with unpacking their belongings while Justin began fiddling with the television. He could not get it to start. Slapping the remote control in his hands, he tried in vain to turn on the device, but to no avail. Hi, can you send someone to room 313? The TV is not working. I think there's something to do with the remote control. He explained to the person at the other end. Almost immediately, there came a knock on the door. A man wearing a name tag, Kevin, handed him a remote control. He bowed his head slightly when Justin thanked him. Wow, that was fast. Excellent service, don't you think? Hmm, 
compensating for other things, I suppose. The room also did not look like the pictures in the pamphlets at all. She added under her breath, grateful that Justin did not catch the last part. He had screamed and saved for this trip, and she did not want to hurt his feelings. She brushed aside her negative thoughts and suggested that they go out to look for dinner instead. Like all honeymooners on their blissful chapter of their lives, both Sheila and Justin spent the evening enjoying a romantic dinner at the hotel's restaurant and took a short stroll at the beach. It was off-peak season and the place was relatively deserted save for a few locals and a few odd hotel guests. Hey look, there's a local bazaar just outside the hotel. Must be the site where we spotted the tents this afternoon. Justin remarked suddenly, excitedly pointing at the banner hanging limply from a pair of coconut trees. Sheila dusted sand from her feet and put on her sandals. She looked up and nudged Justin when she spotted Kevin standing among the trees looking at them. They turned to him. He waved and they waved back at him. After an hour of exploring and taking in the sights at the bazaar, they decided to call it a night and headed back to the hotel. They stopped at a local food stall and bought a few packets of grilled meat skewed on sticks. Stepping out of the lift on the third floor, they bumped into Kevin again. Hey, Kevin! Here, this is for you. Thank you for helping with the TV just now, yeah? Justin handed one packet of the skewed meat over to him. Kevin smiled shyly and took the meat, politely bowing before entering the lift. Both of them then turned and walked back to their room. The sound of the toilet flushing woke Justin that night. He picked up his mobile phone from the nightstand and touched the screen. It was 3.30 in the morning. He rubbed his eyes and heard it a few moments later, the constant flicking of the light switch. From his position facing the bathroom, he could see the light underneath the door going on and off at intervals. His first thoughts were of his wife, Sheila. What is she doing? Playing with toilet switches in the middle of the night. Crazy woman. He mumbled and turned over, expecting an empty pillow beside him. His arm hit something warm and his eyes widened when she saw Sheila snoring softly beside him. Behind him, the flicking of the bathroom lights continued, and then, silence. Justin flicked on the night light and sat up straight. His actions awoke Sheila, and he told her what he had heard, his hands pointing at the bathroom door. It was then when they heard it, the soft sound of a woman 
crying. It came from the balcony outside the glass door and grew louder before trailing off, only to pick up again, forming its own eerie, melodic wail. It went on for a while and the couple sat there helplessly, hearts beating wildly. From behind the curtain, they could make out a shadow of a woman walking listlessly outside on the balcony, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. A few moments later came the sound of running feet from inside the room paired with loud scratches on the wall. It was as if the room had suddenly came to life and the couple were caught in its spectral activity. The bathroom lights began to flicker crazily again and the wailing outside stopped. To their horror, the shadow stopped moving and stood perfectly still as if about to enter into the room. The audible sound of the glass door creaked as if the shadow was willing it to open. By this time, Sheila was almost in tears and Justin has had enough. Both of them decided to flee from the room. With bare feet, they ran along the dimly lit corridor. The lift arrived just in time and while rushing in, Justin happened to glance at the top of the silver dustbin and saw the paper bag containing the meat that he had given Kevin earlier, untouched. At the front desk, Justin relayed his story to the staff on duty. At first, both of them wore stoic expressions, as if they were used to guests running out of their rooms in the middle of the night. Their faces, however, changed when Justin mentioned the TV and the remote control handed over by Kevin that afternoon. Did you say Kevin, sir, from housekeeping? One of them asked. Yeah, Kevin, medium height, good looking guy, crooked hair, very polite, only smiling. Uh, sir, Kevin passed away two months ago. His name is not in our housekeeping roster anymore. Justin stared at them open mouthed. Part of him refused to believe them, but another part of him kept thinking about the untouched bag of skewered meat on top of the dustbin at the left landing. We're so sorry about this, sir. Let's go up to your room and we'll help to shift your things to another room for the night. Both husband and wife agreed and brought the staff up to their room. Fortunately, Justin still had his card key in his pants and slid it on the reader. It did not register. He tried a few times, but the reader remained silent. The staff stared at the door and called his colleague at the front desk downstairs. A while later, he looked at Justin with a puzzled expression. Sir, the front desk informed me that you were under room 318 not 313. This room was out of bounds for the past two months. 
He brought them over to room 318 and used the same card key on the door. It clicked open easily. There was awkward silence as they stared at each other. No one could find any rational explanation at that moment. I think you owe it to us to explain what exactly is happening here. Upon Justin's assistance, the staff related that Kevin had an affair with a lady from room 313. She was a long-term guest and had on many occasions invited Kevin to spend the nights with her. Knowing that it was against the rules, Kevin had obliged and secretly sneaked into her room when he thought no one was looking. He died while trying to fix the bathroom light. He had missed a footing on the ladder and fell, hitting his head on the bathtub. The heartbroken guest was discovered a few days later on the beach. She had walked into the open sea in the hotel's bathrobe and drowned herself. Room 313 was out of bounds ever since. The couple shook their heads at the sad tragedy. Justin blamed himself for not looking at the check-in sheet properly. He had mistakenly read 313 instead of 318. What was even more bewildering was the fact that they could use a keycard for room 318 to enter room 313 easily in the day, even slept in it but could not enter it after their scary encounter earlier. It took a full hour for the staff to get the master key, unlock the wrong room and transfer their belongings over to room 318. There was no further disturbance as the staff worked quickly to straighten the room and lock the door. Over in room 318, the newlyweds finally fell exhausted on the bed as the first rays of sun peeked through the curtains on a beautifully furnished room that looked exactly like the pictures in the pamphlet. What do you think? Who was that person that was called Kevin? I am Wraith once again. Thank you for listening and I'll see you in the next podcast.